Hey, you all, welcome to the show, Disrupting the Drift. I am Baron Baptiste. What is up, everybody? Always good to be here with you. This is the show for disrupting the drift, you know, disrupting the deceptions, those thoughts that disempower, that tear down internally in yourself and even from others around you. How to disrupt being at the effect of what's not right or at the effect of what's disempowering. The work we do here is intended to disrupt in order to empower, to strengthen, to bring new light, love, and truth to you. I'm here with my good friend, David, David Masters. David, welcome. Always good to be here with you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm always awakened and enlightened by our conversations. Yeah, right? It is always so good. Yes. <laughs> if I might say so myself. Please, everyone listening, uh, subscribe to the show here, the channel, from whatever platform you're listening or watching. We're putting some of these episodes on YouTube as well at Baron Baptiste. Please share the show if you get some value, if you get some bigger thinking, some new insight, some kind of opening, or it contributes to you in any kind of way. Please share the show, pay it forward. Leave comments about the show. You could leave questions in the comments, or you could send questions to disrupting the drift at baronbaptiste.com. Disrupting the drift at baronbaptiste.com. Here's a question someone sent in How to really know yourself and make decisions accordingly? So, how do I really get to know myself? David, what say you? So, it, it is one of the most quintessential questions one can ask, honestly. Uh, it's the core of discovering your greatest potential. Now, the idea here is this. There are two blueprints for every human life. One is a functional working blueprint, and the other is a dysfunctional non-working blueprint. So let's just say you're a builder, and I've built a couple of homes in my time. If I was following a blueprint where things weren't fitting together, those are the evidence of the fact that you're following the wrong plan. The thing is with ourselves, as we build our lives, we're not necessarily aware of when things are not balanced properly, right? So here's where I like to start. First of all, you can see the evidence of the fact that you are working off of a blueprint right now. If you're not happy with your life, look at your blueprint. And you can see by the things that have brought you down that you're not following the right path. It's like looking in the past, in a sense. Like, look at the last five years. Look at how you've done life, how you've lived life, your ways of living, your ways of being, your ways of thinking inside of that blueprint in the last five years. Look at the results, the outcomes of those last five years. And that becomes a predictable future in a sense, like yes. you're likely to get more of the same unless something gets disrupted in your ways of being, your ways of interpreting life, your ways of showing up in all the different situations and relationships in life. But to take a look at the past, that's the, there's a blueprint. 
Yeah. Am I hearing you properly? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you're building a life based upon it and you may not even realize it. Yeah. Well, how do I know myself? Like how to know yourself? I say the first place to look is to look at who you're actually not. Oh, you took my words. And you're pretending <laughs> to be. Great minds think alike. They do. But the thing to look at is where you're not being you, not being true. Maybe where you're pretending, where you're hiding in a, with a certain, behind a certain mask you put on with certain people. Maybe it's with your parents or with your peers or with your church or with people or with your boss or with your employees or your relationships or your dating life. Look at where you're being someone you're not to fit in or to go along to get along or to be liked, air quotes, <laughs> or to be not disliked. What I've learned is people are so malleable. That's our strength. I think as human beings, we're malleable. It means we can really change at any time. We can really like stop, slam on the brakes. We can start over. We can reset. We can actually have a kind of spiritual transformation, a physical transformation, and a transformation at the level of our being. But we can fundamentally change. We're malleable. That's a positive, but that same malleability can be used for evil, for darkness. We become malleable. We bend. We become bent human beings. We bend and shape ourselves to the strongest external forces in our environment. That's the root of groupthink. Yes. It's the root of like having to belong, even if it means selling out on yourself. And therefore, being left in the experience of having lost yourself. So part of the answer to this question, as I see it, well, how do you know yourself? First, get real. Tell the truth about where you're being unreal, where there's a not you running your life. And you say, oh, yeah, not that's not me. The way I'm showing up with that person, he or she or they, okay, I'm actually not being true there. I'm going along. I'm pretending everything's fine, or I've got it all together, but internally I'm a mess, or I've got a big old judgment in the background. Consider you're not your judgments. You don't have judgments. Judgments have you, and the judge you are towards others also turns in on you against yourself. But that's a not you. Those are narratives that go against self that are lies, deceptions, their default ways, the group think and culture, and you get lost in that, look no further than social media. It's like, it's easy to lose yourself, but you have to use the power of malleability to reset, to come back to yourself, your unique individuality, to think for yourself, be for yourself, and you can stand for others. You can either be at the effect of life or life can be at the effect of you. Right. When you become the true you, what happens in life becomes at the effect of you, your presence. And I say that's a way to live.
So yeah. I'll just add a little bit to that. Because I think that most people uh, try to figure out who they are and who mm. they want to be. But I got to tell you that in the course of my life, it was much easier for me to be aware of, as you say, who I was not. Because, see, there, there's mm. a, the you is formed out of multitudes of experiences. And it starts at a time before you even are aware that you're being shaped and molded, okay? And so it, it's, a, it's a very, it's a complex answer because there are parts of you that are you and there are parts of you that are not you. And then the question is, well, what parts of you are not you? And so I call it the conscious process of elimination. Mm. And the conscious process of elimination is when you have a choice before you, what is it that you really, I mean, like in your heart, in your deeper self, what is it that you really sense or what is it that you really feel mm -hmm. about the choice you're about to make? Now, there's a part of you that will be on, on the uh, automatic pilot and being programmed to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's called insanity, right? You make the same mistake over and over again, and then every time you get back there, you go, I kind of know what's going to happen. And the last five years of your life, if you look back, might look a lot like that. Yes. Like you're repeating the same old things, same old actions, same old behaviors, same old habits that then form certain results, certain outcomes. You find yourself in the same hole. And it's like, wait, how did I end up here again? You climb your, get yourself out of that hole and then you find yourself back in there or you're attracting the same kind of people, same kind of relationships, same yeah. kind of people who undermine you or sabotage or betray or backstab until there's a kind of awakening where you, it's actually has something to do with your ability to respond. And I think that comes to the second part of this question is, and to act accordingly with knowing oneself is being able to see where you're making choices that keep pulling you back into the same situations or same results. Your ability to respond isn't really there. It's more of you have an ability to react and you keep reacting in certain ways and people can sell you a bag of goods or they can con you. <laughs> you're not awake because you're not there. You're being outformed rather than informed. You're outformed by your environment and others rather than informed. Your vision being formed from within yourself to be informed. Totally yeah, I different outcome. I yeah. was trying to find the quote from the movie The Matrix where Neo is asked a question. Now, of course, this is science fiction movie that is probably the most famous science fiction movie ever made. But he's asked a question about living in reality. And he's shown, he's shown a, a portion of the matrix. He can't accept that he hasn't been living his own life. And, and this is really where it comes down to. Because the problem that most people have with changing is that they truly believe that they're living their own life. And they don't like believing that they're not. And there's mm -hmm. a denial. There's a deep kind of dark denial about mm -hmm. the fact that you have been outwardly directed, 
You've been exocentric, so you care too much about what other people think, and that can easily crush you. If they if they like you, you're uplifted. If they don't, you're crushed. The cancel culture sort of really capitalized upon that. Mm-hmm. But but the idea is this: if you cannot accept that there are large chunks of your life that have been programmed into you, then you cannot change. Mm-hmm. So the minute you start to say, okay, how much of me has been programmed to be the who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you want to know mm-hmm. yourself, you have to know who you are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first place to look. That takes a commitment to truth. It takes humility because it means everything you've built yourself up to be, your identity as far as like everything you present yourself to be with people, Everything you've even believed are your strengths. Maybe you're someone who can have it all. You'll like do it all, like everything. But at the core, you're exhausted. You're spent. You're depleted. Your bodies keep score. It's, tell, it's telling you something. Your being knows what's happening. It takes a humility then to be able to say, okay, wait. I mean, even just, I know in my life at certain point, just having to get on my knees and just say, God, please show me what am I not seeing? Being open and undefended to actually say, wait, okay, over there in that situation or everywhere all over my whole life, I'm fraudulent. Everywhere in general, I've got this mask on. I'm not being real or true with anyone. Not really. I'm holding or withholding uh, what's really going on or how I really feel about you or you keep stepping over boundaries or stepping over certain rules of respect that I just have and you keep imposing and I don't speak up. I don't say anything. I just stuff it down. I stuff it down until it turns into a boiling pot of resentment, you know, to be enraged is to have rage stuffed down within. And then you're like the jack in the box, you get pressed enough, that pressed enough, pressed enough, pressed enough. And then you get outraged, the rage just comes flooding out. And you do and say things that you regret, that are unrepairable, that are terrible, potentially. And though What is it moment to moment to be yourself, to be true and make the decisions in each moment, to be a choice in each moment, moment to moment, to speak up. If there's something to say, you say it like, hey, you're overstepping a line here. Or if there's nothing to say, then you flow. You've got momentum. If, If there's something to do, you do it. You handle it. If there's nothing to do, you don't do anything, but you're present and you're free to be, free to act, free to do, free to think or not think, free to express yourself. You're unbounded, unconstrained, and you are present as you. Different than being in the experience of having lost yourself and having that voice in the background. Where are you? You know, you're an imposter. You're an imposter. The imposter syndrome, that voice in there is telling you, hey, you're being fraudulent. Hey, you're being phony because that voice may have, okay, it may be just a voice of doubt, but it may be a voice of conscience calling you back. Hey, you actually are being a fraud. 
you actually, that imposter syndrome is actually real. You're being an imposter. You're wearing a mask. But to have the humility to be able to see that, witness that, know that, own that, take responsibility for that, tell the truth about that yeah. is something else. Well, and here's the problem. I said, people resent. See, if you made a huge investment in something, uh, let's just say you, you bought some gold and you put all your money in that gold thinking it was going to go up in value. And somebody, you say, look, I have this gold. And the person says, well, that's not really gold. That's not gold. Well, now you got a dilemma because now you've made this huge investment and it wasn't what you thought it was. Yes. It wasn't what you thought it was. And that, when you talk about imposter syndrome, well, now a person has this huge investment in their entire life. And Mm -hmm. and so how do you stand there in, in, in the mirror and look at this life that's been lived inauthentically without Mm. losing your mind? And and here's what here I found the quote from the Matrix movie. It says Morpheus says, "Do you believe in fate, Neo?" Neo says, "No." Morpheus, "Why not?" Neo, "Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life." Mm. Nobody likes the idea that they're not in control of their life. Nobody mm. likes. Everybody struggles against that idea. You think you know that you're making yeah. decisions, but you're really not. Decisions are being made for you by an inauthentic self that is not you. And that's why you are where you are in life today. Yeah, very good. Control. Someone who is addicted to control, controlling their environments, controlling others in their environments, controlling outcomes. That person is fundamentally obsessed with appearance with uh, how they look, having it all together. Going to church, your kids, you you're get everybody into the, in, the, in the car and you've got them dressed a certain way and you're driving there and you're giving them the lecture of how they need to behave, how they need to look, how they need to appear, what they can say, what they can't say, what they do, they can't. Well, why would you do that? Consider that, well, it's because how other people view you, or uh, it could be your how you keep the outside of your house. Now you could just keep the outside of your house clean and landscaped nicely, and because you have there's an aesthetic value to that that you can appreciate, and for others to appreciate perhaps just in a living environment. But if you're motivated by what will the neighbors think? And therefore, you work overtime to make sure everything's perfect, everything's impeccable. You're controlling every outcome. You could be in a work environment, but it's always controlling and managing others' perceptions. That, that's true. And, and that's, that's a trap. It's quicksand, and it's exhausting. And in that, you are in the experience of having lost yourself. There's no way around it. And so, as you say... You you have lost yourself, and now you are a puppet to the forces that have collected you. Mm. The ideas, the beliefs, the dreams, the the fantasies, whatever they may be, you are it. You are at the effect of those inauthentic things that are not you. And mm-hmm. so here's here's the second part of the statement from Morpheus asking Neo why he doesn't be, you know does he believe in faith? No, I don't like believing that I'm not in control of my life. So Morpheus says, let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. 
what you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Now, I got to tell you something. This is so profound in so many ways because it is what the secret of identity is a splinter in your mind that you can't get at. But you you know that it's there and it's 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 bothering you that you and in a sense, it's it's connected exactly to this idea that you don't like being believing that you're not in control of your own life. But the splinter doesn't go away. The splinter is beckoning you to find that authentic self that you were born to be. Mm-hmm. That splinter <clears throat> is there mm-hmm. for a reason in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. And it mm-hmm. does bring you to whatever truth you need in order to set you free. And that's the secret of identity. Identity, mm-hmm. when, when the splinter in your mind is the fact that you're not living your own life, that's really what it is. And that you've been subject to the forces that have shaped you, molded you, controlled you, compressed you, haven't allowed you to be the person that you were made to be. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. To wrap this up, I'll I'll leave two thoughts. Um, One is get still. Get still as uh, it says in the Bible. Do not conform to the patterns of this world but be therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind from within. Go into your prayer closet, get still, and, and know that I'm God, or there's something greater than yourself. And in that stillness, there arises an objectivity. Uh, the inner witness could say that you, you'll have a natural awareness to see and know when you are not being you, when you are not being true, and you start trusting that and act on that. Well, it's the truth that's beckoning you. It's the truth that's bothering you. It's the truth that's making you feel uncomfortable with yourself. The truth is there to liberate you. Yeah, very good. Yeah, the truth sets us free. Know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The last thing I'll leave you with is three things. Be a yes, give up what you must, and right now is all you've got. So be a yes for what is true for you. Like what is true? What is purpose? What is meaning in your life? What is your deep fundamental knowing about what your life is? is for and who you actually are. So be a yes for who who am I? Figure it out. Get clear. Get beyond curious. Curious is passive. Get some rigor into really taking a hard look at who are you? Who am I? And start trusting the call of conscience and be committed to that. To be a yes means to be committed. You could say being a yes is a vision, but more power, I think, than vision is commitment. Be committed to who you are, and then moment to moment, you make the decisions. You take the higher call at each step. You follow the calling of your conscience that leads you to what you're committed to or who you're committed to being in life. 
Secondly, when you see not you showing up or you're lying or you're hiding or you're pretending or you're cheating or you're avoiding, give it up. You're making people wrong and you're being right and all that dance of mediocrity, give it up, give it up, give it up and stay true to what you are a yes for, what you're committed to. And lastly, right now is all you've got. The past ain't here. The past is in the past and you're standing in front of the past and the future is not here. If you're going to change, if you're going to use the power of malleability in, into a direction of your, indiv your unique individuality and self-expression and alignment with who you actually are, then you've got to act in the moment. Right now is all you've got to be true, to aim true, to act true, to decide true. And the word decide, decision, comes from the Latin root decisio, which is scissors, is to cut off. Hmm. It's to, to cut off any other options. Just focus, true. There's, only, there's a choiceless choice. Hmm. It's one way. It's be true, hmm. come what may. David, thank you. Always wonderful to be with you, my friend. And... People, please share the show the way you support us. Look, the show is growing. The listenership, it's all growing. It's phenomenal. And uh, we appreciate you. I appreciate you. Cannot do any of this without you. I know who you are for us and for what we're up to. So please keep sharing the show. It may, Some of you are probably scared to share this show <laughs> and <laughs> because you're a little concerned of what people might think of you. And I get that. But maybe it's an opportunity to actually stick your neck out a little bit, be at risk, be at risk of being judged. And then you end up being the bigger person as the result. And you're in the world that of being the change you want to see. So thank you all. Be well, David. Till next time. Peace out. Blessings. <laughs>